I'm gonna send satanic Morse code messages through my coffee cup. Butterscotch shenanigans. Hey everybody, welcome to Coffee with Butterscotch, the official podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. We are a three-brother video game studio. I'm Seth. I'm Adam. And I'm Sam. And Sam is back from the hospital. <laughs> but before we get into all that. There's some stuff. There. There's some stuff we got. You can find our games at uh, games.bscotch.net. So if you haven't played our games yet, stop listening and go play our games. Mm-hmm. And uh, then go back and continue listening. And then, then rejoin us. We also have uh, a great community over at forums.bscotch.net. So hop in there if you haven't yet. And uh, we also take user-submitted questions toward the end of the podcast. And those are submitted through podcast.bscotch.net. So go to all those things simultaneously, and uh, and we'll and then get back to us afterwards. Oh, and before we get started, this show is not for chids, which nope. is which I believe is children plus kids mm-hmm. combined as sort of like a mutated centaur like yeah. creature. It's horrifying. Uh, all right, so Sam, <sighs> Sam, Sam's back from the hospital. Uh, Let's talk about that. Yeah. So what well, I went and uh, now I have a different immune system than when I left. How is it? I mean, is it compared to your last one? You know, I think. How do you rate it? You know, it's like a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Right now, uh, well, the only thing it's done so far is given me an invisible itchy rash on my back. That's good. I think it's good. The doctor it said that's good. Great. They said that means that. That it's alive. Yeah. Which is good. And I think the alternative is like your leg comes off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's like. Like those are the two things that could happen. It's like being a lizard. Yeah. They'll pull off one of your limbs and it'll grow back because of the stem cells. Because it's the stem cells. Yeah. Makes sense. So it's like that scene in Spider Man. We're not seeing the whole movie of Spider Man. (laughs) Where where all of his limbs are removed throughout the movie. And then and he then, grows them all back. And then he no longer has cancer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Which movie was that? That was the second one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So but I have uh so yeah, I have new blood now. I don't have very much of it though. So Yeah, Sam's getting he's getting really winded just from ex- just general existence type yeah. stuff. So staircases are are a journey that are Met at the end by the prize of sitting down for a few minutes. Yeah, watching uh, Sam go up a staircase, it's like seeing Frodo take the ring to Mount Doom. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. There's it's like there's weeping at the end, and it's a celebratory adventure every time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty crazy. But yeah, uh, yeah that's so that's about it. Yep. And the and hospital stay was good. No crazy sickness. Yeah, nothing really happened in there. Uh, what? You know, I was trapped. Yeah. In there. Um, and I'm t- I've been now I take 25 pills a day. That's my pill regimen for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, you should see this. He's got like a you know those those like each day of the week pill box things that you see elderly folk carrying around. <laughs> yeah. Sam has one of those that just like blows those got a, out of the wall. I got seven, a seven by, four. by four. It's like the Armani. Yeah, so each week, it's, like a, it's like a plate. Pill it's like a plate of pills. So each week he's got a just a big 28 slot. Mm. It's crazy. It takes like 20 minutes to fill it. Yeah. It's an adventure. And then, yeah. It takes only a week to eat them all. <laughs> yeah. Normally, when somebody goes through this, it can be a lot worse. Yeah. Well, like, so they're really surprised because nothing happened to me in there. I tried to explain to them that nothing was going to happen and that they should just let me go, but they didn't listen. It's kind of like when you're in jail and you're trying to plead 
your innocence yeah. to the <laughs> officer, and he's like, "Sorry, we gotta." You're you're in jail, so you must not be innocent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you the, are kind of in jail in this, in, you know, in that context. Yeah, I mean, the, the nurses were all great and super cool people and all that. Um, but you know, you're still trapped there, and then people come by and bother you every couple minutes with yeah, needles, various, various things. But it was good. I mean, I played a lot of Skyrim. Um, Sweet. Got some, got some gaming gifts from one of our beloved Biscotch ID people. Shout out to Racing for the Finish. Woo! Um, Is that where you got that Mario gif? Where that comes yeah. <laughs> gifts. Gifts. Oh, gifts. gifts. <laughs> but I will put that Mario gif up. Yeah. Well, that cracked me up. Yeah, we'll put that up on the, on the blog uh, post. Spent way too much time reading, probably. Yeah, uh, that's a problem. A lot of people have that problem. Yeah. 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 Uh, read, it's read an addiction. Some stoic <laughs> philosophy, which is always stoic good. If anybody philosophy. wants to ever discuss Seneca, hit me up. Yeah, but then because of all this, you so you were out of the hospital, but you weren't able to come to Pixel Pop Festival. Correct. True. So fact. yeah, I can't really be in the public for also a while because all of you are dirty peasants, and I can't everybody's, be touched by you. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> just everybody's diseasing They're all over each other all we the had time. This, we had this discharge class where this nurse sits you down. That's and like that's like when they let you out of the hospital, not like a right, not squirting like, fluid. Not yeah. how to discharge fluids, <laughs> which I could do because I have a pipe in my chest that yeah. leads to my heart. Um, but we can all discharge fluids with the right attitude. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, or with so the wrong attitude. This person yeah. sits you down and you basically ask them, you know, you say, oh, here's like my normal list of activities, and then they say, you can't do any of those. It's basically what their job is to tell you you can't do it. So like, they're like a dungeon master for your life. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, can I cast this spell right like, now? No. Like, no. Nah, it's not the rule book. Every roll is a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So I was like, oh, we have Pixel Pop coming up, and I might get out on Friday. And they said, yeah, no, not happening. Not happening, buddy. Well, so Adam and I had to carry the torch, the butter torch. Yeah, it's a, effectively it's a piece of wood soaked in butter, lit on fire. It's surprisingly good. We bring it. We bring it to every event. Um, yeah, usually results in in deaths. It's a nice piece of sycamore. Yeah, uh, but so, <laughs> so we so we brought our we brought our sycamore butter stick over to <laughs> Pixel forgot, Pop. You forgot what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> we brought that over to Pixel Pop Festival. So Pixel Pop Festival is... Did we talk about that in the last podcast? Uh, I don't think so. Well, we mentioned... Wait, I guess no, because we didn't do a podcast last week. But the one before, we did mention that we were doing Doing Pixel it. Yeah. And that we were giving a talk. Yeah. And I think at so, that time, we didn't know what we were going to talk about. Yeah. So we, we talked about... We had a, a packed house of... Probably thirty people. I don't know. Super um, maybe fifty. I don't, it was a super easily pack. a thousand people. It was it was well over the entire yeah. state. Of Five thousand people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And our talk was uh, it was about building a game studio. So we kind of from scratch, like hipsters from scratch. Yeah, yeah it's the uh, only way. Yeah, and we talked about just some of our philosophies and stuff we've learned and uh, pitfalls that you might come across. And I think living the nerd life, the website. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they recorded it for us, and so we'll put the, we'll put a video up on there. But I think whenever we, it appears, I think we did an okay job because we got a uh, a message from somebody who was at our talk saying that now they're uh, going to start a studio. Yeah, that they were inspired to to finally bite the bullet and and do it. So that's cool when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, and otherwise, yeah. what there were like there were thirty games demoed at Pixel Pop Festival. Ranging. Including board games, there were 
Board games, card games. Board games, video games, card games. Uh, Ranging from, I just made this prototype eight minutes ago, to I've been working on this game for 33 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've had, there was a lot of, very, there's a big range of quality. Mm -hmm. but, (laughs) uh, But there was some really cool stuff. So including... Uh, past the buck, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, there? This is a card game that's going to be on Kickstarter soon Eventually. in the next probably couple weeks. Uh, is actually by a friend of ours, Carol Mertz, and it's a hilarious game where you you try to move up the corporate ladder by offloading your work onto other people. So it's a perfect mirror of corporate reality. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. So it's like you you do have different things that you need to get done that's kind of like come into your inbox, and there are jobs for various departments, and then you have to try to palm those off onto people, but you don't know what anybody else is supposed to be doing at the company, and nobody knows what you're supposed. Nobody to be knows doing. what you're supposed to be doing, but you know what your job is, but you can't. You don't want to tell anybody because then they'll start giving you stuff to do, right? So it's kind of like everybody's lying about their job. Uh, and whoever can clear off all their work off their plate gets promoted. To CEO, right? To, yeah, the goal, the goal the goal is to yeah. move up the corporate ladder until you hit CEO. So it's like a really hilarious kind of a tongue-in-cheek, uh, poking fun at corporate America kind of thing. Which yeah. we all which we all can get behind, yep. I think. Uh, but yeah, so that's called Pass the Buck. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, what else happened? What uh, else did happen? You got back from vacation. I went to Colorado. You were gone for like five days. Yeah. Yeah, I was gone. Uh, I hiked up a mountain and down it as well. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went to Colorado. We went to Rocky Mountain National Park. We went up some some mountains. We went up this place called Trail Ridge Road, which is this crazy road that starts at 7,000 feet and then ends at 12,000 feet elevation. It's really hard to breathe up There's there. nothing under it, though. It's just Yeah, that's why it's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like ra- yeah, rainbow. Probably the, in a small Cessna. Yeah, probably the hardest part is is getting to the start point. Yeah, yeah. with your it with your like car. rainbow road. That's yeah, like a rainbow road. Uh, do, do, do you get put up there by a little flying creature that has a fishing pole? That is there a Lakitu involved? Yeah, actually, fishes yeah. you out of. The, yeah, now that you mention it, I yeah. didn't notice at the time. It was a gentle ride, I guess. But, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty much exactly what happened. Why oh, I mean, the other down really the other right? downside is like when you get you know when you get to the end that. 12,000 foot spot, uh, it's pretty likely that you'll be hit by a blue shell and fly off. Yeah. So, um, so we did have, we did have that. Yeah. That did happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's, uh, let's, you want to just jump into some questions? We didn't talk about Crashlands yet, you maniac. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we haven't done a podcast in two weeks. True fact. So we've just been crushing it. We did a playthrough, full Savannah playthrough, yep. uh, which you guys got further along than I did. Yes. So, yeah. what do you think? It's great. It was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I got Never through. I, I played in, in completionist style. Mm. And I hadn't actually seen... So, Sam has been working on all the story stuff uh, and quests and all that. And so, I hadn't actually seen any of it. Um, mm. And so, so I played completionist and then also had to you know, figure out actually what the game was all about. And it took me 20 hours to get that's through... That's the first third. To get through... Yeah, that's just that's slowing just the balls first, ass. Just the first third of the game. <laughs> And uh, and then Sam took nine hours. Yeah, I also didn't read any of the quest text because I wrote all of it and I'm tired of reading it. Yeah. Which actually... <laughs> which makes it hard to then edit and debug. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, I will say though, so the way we designed the quests, the quest system, is you do have to read the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's an important part of the game. 
because you don't just get a bunch of bullet points. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot. There's a lot boxes. of games that you may play where it's like you talk to a guy and you're like, "Whatever, shut the hell up, accept quest," and then somewhere in your UI it'll just be like, "Kill eight boars in this location." Yeah. yeah, and then you open up your map and there's a very clearly marked like area where you know there's going to be boars or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so instead of that, we'll have like the NPCs will have a conversation with you and they'll talk about some problem they have and then when you open up your quest log instead of it showing like a laundry list checklist thing it shows the dialogue yeah it's just it's a recollection of the it's chat. like a text message situation you, yeah yeah so you have you have your dialogue versus their dialogue and then you can kind of suss out again what it was you're supposed to do yeah um, and, and the recap stuff pretty good so you you yeah. won't ever be like what? Yeah, it shouldn't. It's not confusing, yeah. uh, but it does. It does lead to some interesting things. Like there are a lot of times where it's like we don't we don't display what the reward is going to be, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll sometimes the NPC will tell you what the reward is. Yeah. They'll be like, "Hey, if you give me this thing, I got I got some like good candies for you. Mm-hmm. If you get in my van, yeah, quest accepted, <laughs> van down van. by the river, quest, uh, but Which you then, never come back from. Nope. And so sometimes, so sometimes there's kind of a, a gamble aspect. Which is actually, I think, cooler because then it's sort of like it's more true to life. Because, yeah. like, if you help somebody, you don't know whether it's going to pay off immediately or if it'll ever pay off. Yep. Uh, sometimes but you just it's do more it. of a, sometimes it's more of a long run thing. Yeah. yeah. And there's also, I mean, they're delivering little lore snippets. So you're kind of learning about the world. And, um, you know, most all of them send you to various exotic locales. Yeah. So yes, without them, you wouldn't really know where these things are. Yeah, yeah. well, and because the so the the extra boss fights in because because the main bad guy is Hugo Duco. Mm-hmm. Hugo Duco, who used to be Q. We talked about that the last time. Uh, so Hugo Duco, you meet him all the way through the game. You fight him a bunch of times, and he's you know the main bad guy that you have to kill. But we also have in each biome three other bosses mm-hmm. that you get to kill, and each one of those is basically kind of optional. They're super hard. They drop really awesome loot. That the only way to get that loot is through the boss, and, and they the have, way that and you they get have these there, quest chains. Yeah, it's yeah. by these quest chains that are sort of detached from the main quest line, so that it's it's in your best interest to go like actually go interact with NPCs and figure out what they're up to and what they want you to yeah, do. Yeah, and I was intrigued because there was so there was a quest where I was showing it to Sam because some guy he asked me to do something that was like really crazy in terms of like how much resources it was going to take to do it and. He didn't say why. He was just yeah. like he was just like I really need. Or he said like he explained why he needed this done in terms of like what it was going to do for him, but he never offered any kind of compensation or anything. And so I had had this quest sitting in my quest log for a little while because I was like I don't know I don't know if I want to help this guy. Seems uh, like a lot of work. Seems like a lot of work. So then I brought it up to Sam and I was like, man, shouldn't this guy give me something? And Sam's like, that's how you get to fight Barry. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the crazy side like that's like the start of one of the side quests. So long story short, check your entitlement, people. Yeah. Check your entitlement at the door. Do yeah. all the quests because some of, <laughs> some of them lead to some super secret stuff that you would just never see otherwise. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we so we ended up with a huge to do list. It's about three hundred items. About three hundred things to do. Yeah. To improve the game, but Although, most of them are small. They're almost yeah. all. They're almost all like three to five minute things. Yeah. Um, but. On top of that, I mean, there there wasn't really anything super wrong with the game. No, yeah, it all felt great. So all these little changes are just like, you know, they're those little things that add up, like quality of life things and yeah. polish and stuff like that. Well, the one big system, I guess the only big change we're making to like game systems and mechanics mm-hmm. is the buff debuff system. Yeah. Right. Which is now really cool. It used to be 
Uh, I mean, so when Sam and I finished playing it, we kind of both finished and we were like, uh, potions seem mostly not very interesting. And so Sam was like, what if we turn it into more of a buff debuff system like in Terraria? Yes. And we split battle into more of a preparation, there's a preparation phase where you're yeah. sort of like, you know, you're getting, you're in your home base, you're doing like some jumping jacks to pump yourself up and yeah. chugging some Chugging elixirs. protein shakes. And then, uh, and then you go fight stuff. And yeah. the problem was before that all the potions were, were active use things. And you only have four of these action slots. So, of course, if you want to be fully prepared for a battle, potion-wise and defense-wise, uh, it would require sort of taking out your really cool offensive abilities, like maybe being able to throw a finger-based boomerang and yeah. make things bleed to death. Yeah. Um, Adam and I both found that pretty unsatisfying. We both remembered a few of our experiences from other games, and then uh, Seth as well from World of Warcraft, where you spend, before like a big raid or something, you'll spend a good amount of time... You know, finding finding materials for potions, buffing everybody up, making feast tables, yeah. that sort of thing. And that's kind of what that's what separates, you know, the more thoughtful, the, the success more successful players from the bad ones. Yeah. Is they go out of their way to make sure that they always are like doing the most damage and have the right. best, you know, everything by making all these consumable items. And those use. things are not necessary in Crashlands for just like your normal sort of run of the mill gameplay. But if you use them, they'll help. Yeah, of course they'll help. Yeah. But when it comes to those bosses, the trick is that I mean the bosses scale with your character. Yeah, so you never become overpowered relative to bosses. Right. And so but the thing is that the scaling does not take into account, of course, all those all those potions, the level of your pet, whether or not you're wearing legendaries versus normal items, that sort of thing. And so the only way to sort of gain an edge against bosses is to do the sort of ex- more extensive work and buffing and finding out these rare items, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that that was a total overhaul of that entire aspect of the game. It's I mean, almost done though, right? It's done. Yeah. Or it is done. I finished it just now. Okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just while we were talking. Just, yeah, just, just a done. moment ago. Yeah. So we have we have some other fun things to add into that. Uh, we were discussing the the buffalo. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Which is a small creature that you could find occasionally, which when you slay it, will give you a buff. Uh, yeah. It's a little it's buffalo, buffalo looking creature. A buffalo. random buff. And yeah. then we were thinking maybe we should have a buff aloe plant. Which you <laughs> which cleanses your burns. Like you harvest, <laughs> yeah, cleanses your burns. Uh, we started flying off the rails, so we reeled that we back. We probably up. won't actually do that yet. 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 Maybe a content patch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where we are. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. going great. I don't know, do we want to say anything about uh, modification to the beta plans? Uh, we'll do a blog post, I think, Okay. with all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, so, yeah, stay just... Pay attention to the blog and, and the forums for it's news coming. on that. It's coming. Uh, it's all coming up. Hold we, on. we sort of... Wait, I guess I will say that all of us, all three of us, are just fucking tired of working on this game. <laughs> yep. And we know all of you. It's been two are, years. All of you are fucking tired of not playing this game. So we're trying to so, close that gap. Yeah, so our goal right now is to see how fast we can close that gap, which means probably a bunch of changing to what I had posted a few, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month yep, ago, whatever that was, uh, about the beta strategy. Yeah, so it's going to be. We're going to try to compress yeah. all of this as, instead as of doing it in three long chunks. We're just going to be like, "Here's the whole game. Yep, you have two weeks, yep. right? Because most of the basically eighty percent of the crazy bugs that would cause any sort of actual problems on launch will be found immediately. Yeah. So yeah. we're not. We're not, we want to have the game basically at a high enough quality where, from a usability standpoint, it's great. Gameplay is great, and then does generally does not explode. Yeah. That's Which right. we can easily hit within a two-week. Well, I mean, we're already there. Actually, we just have yep. uh, a few. Uh, just there's a few little kinks that you gotta uh, make we sure. Out. Oh, make kinks! Sure. Some kinks. Um, right, okay. Let's hit those questions. Seth. So the cacti god 
Mm. Before we jump in, though, let's just remind our listeners. Oh, yeah. Podcast.bscotch.net. Yeah. That's where these questions come from. Uh, if you go there, you can ask questions anonymously, I believe. Yeah, but why would you? Because if you don't, if you use, if you log in with your Bscotch ID, then you can vote. You can vote, and we'll give. And if you actually get a question answered on the podcast, you get a perk. You get a perk, which gives you one extra Bscotch ID level, and it gives you access to a little avatar, coffee with butterscotch coffee with avatar. Butterscotch mm-hmm. avatar. Uh, so then you'll be one so of the you cool can, kids. Yeah, one of the few, the proud. Yeah, because we can only the answer people so many cup questions. Of coffee for their picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and and it doesn't have to just be questions. I mean, you could just, you could submit some interesting little tidbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, talk about. Yeah, and it does, and it also it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be questions about our our games necessarily, or just you know just whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Anything you, you want to hear like about I this think podcast actually, is for you. It was uh, Christian Saint Clair who recommended that I use an EPUB book publishing method so I can include gifts of my snowman. Oh, that's true, yeah. There you go. So thank you for that knowledge drop because I had no idea that existed. Chris <laughs> right. Chance Declare. Yeah. Chris Chance Very Declare. Very nice. Um, all right, so our so, first question we have, uh, the Cacti God asks, do you have any entertaining stories about the journey to where you are now that you can share? Hmm. Entertaining. That's quite the demand. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, we have stories. But most of yeah. them are extremely boring. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> but most of the entertaining stories just come from us failing super hard. That's true. In we, fact, I think all of them do. Well, I guess well, I mean, that's, that's what makes. I mean, that's what makes a good story. It, it does. That's why people love so. Fail for videos. example, uh, we were talking about this the other day with Quadrupus Rampage. We got kind of cocky with our with our submission to iTunes and thought that we could get through in in uh, seven days, and so oh, we yeah. just set the release date for the eighth day. And then that didn't happen. And then it didn't happen, and so we got delayed. But we were like, "Whatever, we'll just con- we'll just launch on Android, and then we'll launch on iTunes next week. Not a big deal." And then we found out that if you do that, you will not be featured. Then Apple won't feature iTunes. you. <laughs> well, you're, you're much less likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whoops, whoops. Well, then there was then there was every now and then we get these weird interactions from from players. Oh yeah, uh, he was good. Yeah. yeah. So like when when Sam got his first uh, diagnosis. We we kind of looked at what we had, and all we had at the time was Talfite and Quadrupus. And Quadrupus was doing pretty well, uh, but Talfite was just doing nothing at all. And so we literally thought, zero dollars. Yeah, so we thought, how can we, you know, try to actually turn this thing around and make some money from Talfite? Because you know, when you get cancer, having some extra money helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made Talfite free. To try to build up the audience for it, and we added some in-app purchase items into it, um, which were like to buy coins, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The problem was like the game was completely balanced without without that at all, and it was so unbelievably easy to get coins in general that nobody really bought. It wasn't very effective. Also, we may have kind of hid the store from people. We also hid the store, (laughs) so we we basically just made the game free. We basically yeah, and there also weren't, and you didn't put ads in at the time either, right? There were no, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't know too much about that. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was just kind of bad. It was a bad decision overall, but <laughs> the best part when we so we went on to Reddit, great place, great, you know, yeah, hive of scumability, super, super positive community. Yeah. Yeah. So you we, know. <laughs> so we went in. I think it was in the Android gaming yeah. subreddit, one of um, the more positive places. Yeah, jumped in there and basically just said, "Hey guys, we're a two man team. One of us got cancer." And it's going to be a while before we can get our next game out as a result. 
So we took Towel Fight 2 and we made it free so that, you know, people could uh, get it and try it and support us. And one of the one of the first responses was somebody going, so I paid for Towel Fight? Can I just have my money back then? Six months ago. Uh, six months ago, I bought Towel Fight. <laughs> six months ago, I bought this game for 99 cents. So can I have my money can back? Can I get a refund? Uh, yeah. I mean, he did get downvoted into just a black void. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, that was nice. That was yeah, nice. We get a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, there was another one that I, another player story, mm. or maybe not a player. I guess I don't know for sure. But at one point, so we have you know our support system set up in our emails and 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 the Beescotch robot is the thing. His name, <laughs> his, his, the Beescotch robot's name is Thingamabob. Right? Yeah. So right. you should, if you have are in Beescotch ID, you should have gotten an email from him or her, it whatever. And at one point, I had to go like do some maintenance on on the web on the, that email that actually sends those out. And it's a, you know, it's an inbox only. We don't check it. We don't check it. We don't check it. And it says that at the end of every email, it's like, this is a, you know, do not reply. Oh, yeah, the email, reply. the email itself says, I am a robot. I, I, I I'm can't, too dumb to reply. I can't or read. Yeah. Don't so, send me messages. Right. So what we, so what I found when I, when I went in there was really hilarious because it was like, it was this mixed bag of really angry people and super confused people that were, <laughs> which makes sense given, you know, that, that that's what that email was. And so I was flipping through some. Some of them were just yelling nasty things at us and that kind of thing. But the funniest one <laughs> was there was a there was a guy that had a that literally had an argument with Thingamabob <laughs> because because Thingamabob had an auto reply and the auto reply again says it like it gives you links to our to our fact and that kind of stuff. So that the idea being if you're sending an email to it that you probably need some information about where you should go instead. And so it's an auto response. And so the guy. I guess he didn't like the fact that... So he signed up for Beescotch ID, got the registration email, and then got pissed that that email came to him. Mm. So he replied immediately. And he, was like, he was like, take me off your email list. He wasn't even on an email list yet. Like, take me <laughs> off your email list. And then, of course, Thingamabob auto replied and was like... So he's like, I want to stop getting emails. Why do I keep getting emails? <laughs> right. so, so Thingamabob auto replied and was like, hey, I'm a robot, etc. again, right? Here are the places you can go if you actually need help, whatever. And he replied to it again. And he was like, fuck you. I don't want to get any of these more emails. <laughs> and it went through and it did it three more times. And, and he, him, didn't, he didn't pick up on the fact that these emails were coming instantly. And they said the same he, thing every time. <laughs> and, and they were from a thing called the Beescotch Robot. Right. But anyway, that was that was one of my favorite moments. Man, that's pretty good. What else yeah. was there? There must be other stuff. That, there's, there's plenty of stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's mostly, all the stuff that sticks out is like it's the mo- mixed negative things, basically. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Mo- it's mostly like us, us flailing around and, and screwing up a lot. Yeah, um, we could. I mean, we could probably like write a whole book of all, oh, the, yeah. all the things. <laughs> that we got we, a funny one from uh, I think the last podcast I edited, <laughs> which is that we found out we were listening to it after I'd put it up, and. Where you clipped all the ends the, off of There's like halfway through, for some reason, the silence truncation, which basically shortens the sort of gap between uh, conversation pieces, for some reason just started clipping off the end of people's words. <laughs> it, got, it got a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listen, I think it was maybe episode like 14 or 15. Yeah, something like that. towards yeah. the end, like you, your brain has to do a lot of work to actually put together what that last word was supposed to be. Um, but we were listening to it, and Seth was like, is that, I think it's cutting off the words. You should... You're going to need to go back in there and redo that. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's done. I have art to do. It so. reminds me of that scene in Harold and Kumar when they like they step out the door. Right. And he's like, oh, I, I left my phone. I left my phone. Well, we've gone too far. <laughs> that's how I feel whenever I do some work. That's, that's kind of how Sam just operates all the time. All in every domain. Yep. 
Um, I've gone too far. Okay, so we have a question from Christian <laughs> St. Clair. Christian. Chris. Thanks for Sam. Thanks for the Maybe email. it's Chris Chan. Chris Chan. Like two. Chan words. is the middle name. Yeah. I think it's Chanced. Or Chris Chanced. Chris Chanced. Chanced oh. Claire. Uh, so yeah. chanced, I guess, is the verb. Chanced, and yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> so, so uh, Sam, is there a reason you prefer Inkscape to other programs, such as Illustrator? Yes, there is. One, it's free. Yeah, Two, it's pretty obvious, which is the free. Uh, yeah, the freeness was the freeness. The freeness. Free, freeness. Huge freeness <laughs> on Inkscape. <laughs> I've been around yeah, a lot this, of this, just pendulous freeness. Little, yeah, I've been around a lot of programs, but oh my god, it's <laughs> just the biggest freeness you ever seen. <laughs> but no, the important thing was that when I first started doing art, that I was so terrible at it that I didn't know if I was going to be doing it for a very long time. So it was important that I didn't spend any money, and so yeah. Inkscape was a free version of Illustrator, which I had spent uh, I had spent one class period with essentially in college, and Illustrator always just struck me as as strangely obtuse, overly as far complicated. As, yeah, figuring out well, how to do stuff. Yeah, it suffers from what every Microsoft product does, right? Which is that almost every single user wants to do the exact tiny number of things yeah. with a Microsoft product, and then they give you a jillion things you can also yeah. do, and make it so that power users have to use fucking UI elements to get to them, even right. though they'd rather just hack it, right? And then everybody else doesn't even know what they are. Yeah. So I found Illustrator to be basically cumbersome in that regard. Yeah. And uh, Inkscape's UI I thought was even cleaner. Uh, mm-hmm. Just way way cleaner, way made a lot more sense. And uh, it's got a little, uh, a nice little community behind it as well um, who, I, who answered a bunch of my sort of early, really stupid questions about how things work. Plus you get to feel like a hipster. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm know. like, well, it's also like, and screw it's, the man. Yeah. yeah. And it's you an know. open platform, so you could hack it if you needed to. Yeah. You know, like. Um, and they have, I mean, they're... they're XML file for all the configuration of it lets you sort of add and remove whatever hotkeys you want and that sort of thing. So I've done a lot of uh, we'll call it we'll call it modification of my own sort of brand of Inkscape. You don't, well, you don't want to call it hacking. No, it's not hacking. It's open source, man. It's just modification. Hacking. <laughs> it's modifications. Um, and so it's it's worked out really really well for me. Uh, and the other big thing was that Illustrator when I used it would have a really hard time once you approached, I don't know, like when I'd work in it for three or four hours, you know, producing a bunch it of vectors, really slow. it would kind of start slowing down. And something about it, it handling a file of that size, a vector file that size, uh, it would just have a really hard time. And because I tend to be very lazy with my art, yeah. uh, all, of the, all of the games up until like the end of Quadrupus, actually, I had to split, I finally had to split the file. Um, all of the art for a game usually actually sat in one Inkscape file, which made it completely inoperable. It would take like 18 gigs of RAM to open the Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which the I was fine with, and it acted as a security measure for me. Um, but if I tried to do it in Illustrator, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> Only the most truly hardcore of PC owners That's can, right. <laughs> can open Sam's Inkscape file. Uh, Speaking of which, are those Inkscape files on Git? Are those being yeah. versioned? Okay, yeah. Sure. Of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I had a paper was like, can you keep on talking about how like all the eggs are in one basket? And I'm like, wait a second. That's well, yeah, they're, they're no longer in one basket because okay. Crash Lens is so damn They're enormous. in a few, really a few du- a few duplicated baskets. Um, so, I've, I, yeah, I just, I love the crap out of this game. I think it's the best thing. Yeah, it's good. I, th- I think, nice bread. yeah, I think, it, you know, people get this sense of if you, if you pay a shitload of money for something, then mm-hmm. it's just probably better. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which should be the case, but it's not. 
Yeah. It's well, but like not if you're like a if you're like a serious power user and like went to school for graphic design right. and that kind of stuff. In that kind of case, probably Illustrator, without a doubt, just like Photoshop versus GIMP, right? Right. It's going to have way more features. It's just that the vast majority of users don't need those features. Yeah, you just don't need them. But, I mean, the other important thing to note is that if you take a class, uh, a lot of the larger software institutions offer very highly, highly discounted or even free versions of their products to people in the classes because it's sort of like handing out you know, meth on the school ground. Like, yeah. you want to get everybody using get everybody your hooked. program. They know it. And then yeah. that way, if they want to go from Illustrator to Inkscape, they're just going to be complaining about how Inkscape is different. Yeah. Which is essentially the only complaints I've actually seen lobbied against it. Yeah. People are like, yeah. this does things differently than Illustrator. When I, when I talk it's to... Uh, Gimp. Yeah, yeah, when I talk to people yeah. about Game Maker, yep. that's their complaint. It's like, I don't get it. Well, just look up a damn tutorial. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's a different program. Yeah. Um, I, the way I see it, too, is like... Just, just based on having used both programs, I feel like Inkscape is like, it's like IHOP, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm hungry, mm-hmm. I go there, and I leave so goddamn full, and I'm just, I'd say I'm satisfied. Well, you right? might also vomit everywhere. Sure. I mean, there's some consequences, <laughs> but I got what I came for, you know? Uh, but Illustrator is like, I'm hungry. I see a super expensive French restaurant. I'm like, sure, I'll go in there. And they mm-hmm. and they put and they a, bring you food. They don't tell you how to eat it. They don't, and they put a tiny cube of beef on my right. plate. Mm. And they're like, it's been drizzled with. Uh, they like all these <laughs> stupid things they're saying. And then I I put the square in my mouth, and then I'm done. And right. That's it. Yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty much how that goes, I think. Uh, all right. So Cacti God again. again. This dude is prolific. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, well, he already kind of answered this. He asked, uh, are there any secret items in Crashlands that not many players will find? Oh, but that not many, though. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, probably. But there are, at the moment, there aren't any, like, super hidden Easter eggs, I don't think. Well, there are. Did I not find them? Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, some, there's, there's some hidden fishing-related things. Oh, that's true, yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, so there's some rare drops. There's that. There, well, there's yeah. also there's, um, there's also going to be you know there's a, a just a small smidgen of outposts that mm-hmm. are, that are out in the world. I mean, the world is so big. You are liable just, to not stumble. Actually, that's upon. true. Yeah. There was one of them that I only found because Sam was like, "Have you found this one yet?" Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, "No." And, and so got, and I was like, and he so he looked at my map and he was like, "Oh, it's it's just you just got to go west a little bit." But I'd like. I managed to do the entire, like, er, finished everything in the game that you need to finish all by going southeast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so what what will end up happening is, and this is kind of, this is kind of a cool little byproduct of that is if you talk to somebody who plays the game, they'll be like, "Oh, did you get this?" Bleh? And you're like, "No, what the hell is that?" And they'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. if you just if you just go over here and you know, right. there'll be a guy who. who but does you will te- you will generally know in the game that you're missing something because the crafting stations yeah. Yeah. have they they show you a little they don't, you don't know what it is but they'll show you a little shadow of a recipe, of a recipe. and just to torture the completionists, we have uh, in the compendium, which is sort of like your it keep, keeps track of all your statistics and your quests and your science that you've done on all the plants and stuff. Um, it tells you how many recipes you've unlocked in the game out of the total possible. Uh, right. Which right now, now we're up to 499. Hey. So we're one, we're one off of 500. We'll be well um, over shortly. That way you'll you'll just know exactly when you're missing something. Mm. Yeah. And then you'll be tormented by that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, I think we got time for one more. 
Sure, one, one or questions. two. Let's do it. Hit yeah, it. One we didn't or two. even do a podcast six. last week. So, yeah. we little, so we got to get a little I think extra. we got to do six hours today. Yep. Six hours. Here we go. Buckle up. Spectral Hunt asks, what are you our favorite games of all time? You are favorite games. Uh, mm. Technically, he said your, but there's an apostrophe in there, so I wanted to make sure I got his message across, you know, more Accurate. grammatically. As in, yeah, as intended, obviously. Mm. Yeah. So, what are you, Sam? What are you our favorite games? Uh, my favorite games are, <laughs> uh, I think, Binding of Isaac. That has it's been your jam. Still, just like that's just some good bread and butter yeah. on mm. a good Saturday afternoon. And then some League of Legends, in which I destroy people, yeah, while wearing the happiest face of all. Did I mention that a guy wished cancer on me yesterday when I played two days ago? Oh, when really? I played? <laughs> which of course is two days after I got out of the hospital. So I just said as much. Said, yeah, hey. For those of you unfamiliar with online competitive gaming, a common uh, asshole tactic of an opponent is to wish either AIDS or cancer on you. Yeah. If you are winning, I guess usually. Yeah. So yeah. I I had destroyed yeah. <laughs> this I had destroyed this man, and with his pride, you know, you wounded. just you crushed his whole soul. Yeah. His whole sense of being was just a mangled yeah. specter of what it was. He like. reached out, you know, in his hurt, and offered me <laughs> a thorny rose, and he said, <laughs> he said, "Why don't you go get cancer?" And I said, "Funny story about that." But a guy, I just got back from a four-week stay in the hospital, so maybe you should shut the fuck up and not say that to people ever. Um, and <laughs> well, then, but then weirder that he followed it up. He followed it up, and he was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. My dad actually died of cancer. And yeah, like, like, he, like he's like trying to build, like, <laughs> like, build a rapport with you yeah, now or well, something. What kind of a guy is, has a family member die of cancer and a, then an go wishes cancer? Like, yeah. And yeah. then go wishes cancer on other people. It was, it was weird, but I was like, you know, that's... I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, you know. Um, if you ever need to talk to anybody, just, you know, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this weird moment after she wished cancer on me. Yeah. That's that's how I play games on the internet. <laughs> that is pretty weird. Be positive, people. Be positive. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I tend to avoid uh, competitive multiplayer games because of that. Yeah. But. Well, what are your our favorite but games? But my our favorite you games. You are favorite games. I have, I mean, my still of all time. Actually, yeah, okay. Of all time, there are two, mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of that are that are that are close, yeah. but not. I mean, they're like a different level, right? Sure. So, first favorite game of all time, Super Mario World for the SNES, mm. without a doubt, favorite game of all time. Uh, next favorite is Half Life Two. Yes, for sure. And after that, then in terms of like for the, my my favorite multiplayer games, just to play with people that I know, not other random humans, are now Rocket League. Mm-hmm. That fucking great. And uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Ah, oh, I love that. That's a good, that's a good collection. Yeah. Can you believe that one time you came home from college, we played Rocket League, you came home as well, and we played Rocket League, or we played uh, Left 4 Dead. Oh. <laughs> we played Left 4 Dead in Mom's basement, I believe, for like three days straight. Yeah. <laughs> you guys both left for college, but I was still at home, so I continued playing, and I got the zombie genocidus achievement which yeah. is for, oh and he kills like 53,000 something <laughs> <Yeah>. zombies <laughs> well and you know what? here was the I'm best ashamed. here's the best part about that so we were there we were there we were playing left for dead and our grandfather came over mm-hmm. and he's a farmer mm-hmm. and our parents both grew up on farms as well and he doesn't have a computer know how to use them yeah yeah but so we were talking we were we were sharing you know childhood stories over dinner mm-hmm. and 
a story came up where our mother was talking about how when they were going to have dinner, they would go outside and and grab a chicken by the head and put oh, their yeah. knee on its neck and rip its head off. Yeah. <laughs> and that was how they right. that, that was, was how they killed it. Kill yeah. Yeah. And so then it's like this happened. We don't want to give your kids a knife. Yeah. Right. So you get no, knife is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's dangerous. And then within like 15 minutes, we go down and we start playing Left 4 Dead and our grandpa comes and looks and he goes, gosh, don't you think this is, this is going to like, this is bad for children? Like it's going to teach them about violence and stuff? <laughs> so. Says the guy who had his daughter rip the heads off Ripping the heads off chickens, chickens right. as a five-year-old. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's all a matter of perspective. It is. You know? yes. It really is. Yeah. Seth, what about you? What are your favorite games? Well, my, my our favorite games are, is, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm just probably go by Playtime. Because there's some games that I, there's some games that I probably like a lot. I have a Kerbal Space Program, though. but yeah, I think I have uh, about 330 days of game time in World of Warcraft. That's true. That's a lot over the past 10 years. It's like a tenth. And yeah, when you say days, <laughs> he means 24 hour days. I mean literally right. yeah. 24 hour chunks. Yeah, you play that for more like a. Since but it came but out. I will say the first 300 of those were accumulated over the first three years. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Then it then it tapered off pretty rapidly. Yeah. Because then you had games to make. Yeah. Uh, once I had a purpose in life, I stopped. Doing stuff. <laughs> right. uh, Kerbal Space Program, I think I have 400 hours yeah. of playtime mm-hmm. in that thing. Uh, but, you know, once I kind of landed on everything, that was kind of the end, end of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I tried doing things like building jets and then flying the jets to other planets and then trying to fly <laughs> jets around. Mm. Um, and then I did that and then that was done. So, right. uh, then otherwise, uh, I guess maybe Tribes, Tribes mm-hmm. Ascend. Yeah, tribes would have been, but it kind of it just kind of died out too fast. Yeah, That's yeah, it did. But it's coming back. True fact. They're patching it. They're updating it. But yeah, speaking of zombie genocidist, hmm. I believe I have over one hundred thousand kills in World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, of other players? Of other of players. other players. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Holy shit! I, wow. I have. Wow. I have the. I have the. Wow. Of, I have the of the horde. Title, which is what you get for for killing a hundred thousand. What and, fraction and players. of players have that? It's very small one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Seth and one other dude. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So holy but Jesus. But I mean, I so maybe our listeners don't know this, but I used to run a guild of five hundred people, yeah. and we would go and attack alliance. It's called Total War. It's called Total War. Some of you may have been in it. Yeah, um, it was it was a mad crazy quite time. Possible. Yeah, every now and then I run into somebody who remembers my screen name from ten years ago oh, from that. Wait, what was your screen name? It was Stas. Stas, same. Yeah, okay. so a mini so, celebrity in yeah. MMO land. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so those are those are my those are my few. All right, Beans, my name. This is his name. Beans is his name. Beans is my Beans, my name. Asks Beans, Beans, maybe Beans is a verb here though. Maybe his name's been beansed. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's requesting that we beans his name. What right. does that mean? Well, let's be, let's beans it and, and get on with it. Right. Beans, the alpha trailer for Crashlands shows Linux as a target platform. Do any of the Butterscotch team run Linux? How are builds being tested? And what distribution are you targeting? So this is kind of a cascade of questions, each of which is predicated on the previous one. And we'll just start with the first one and say no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We do not run Linux. The end. The alpha trailer yeah. <laughs> for Crashlands shows a lot of things. Don't trust it. That will not it's be a cruel mistress. Uh, <laughs> but the well, Linux is something we want to do, but because of how homebrewed distributions generally are with it, 
Uh, we're not we're not declaring it as a thing that we're doing officially. Yeah. Well, so our main worry no. with it because we've actually heard, we've actually seen this from other developers. So the only thing this makes sense on is Steam, right? Because Steam right. actually has Linux as an option. And on Steam, there's something about like one percent, a little under one percent of players have have Linux as a platform, and that's not even that they have that as their only platform. Right. That's that they have that as a platform. So it's a tiny, tiny fraction of the market, which doesn't mean we don't want to get to them. The problem, though, and what we've seen from other developers, is that the Linux community is basically really fractured among all these operating systems that can be very, very different from each other, as, yep. as any Linux user will know. And then further, to actually get that to work with like an NVIDIA graphics card or things, there's all this kind of clever hacking that kind of has to yeah, be done. Yeah, it's just a, it's a support nightmare. Yeah, and and we're because so, we're not going to support computer related issues anyway, but that's not going to stop people from trying to get us to support it. Right. And from leaving review, you know, negative reviews, all kind of stuff when things don't work. Yeah, we don't want a half acid. Yeah, we, we don't, don't want a half acid. We want a whole acid. And right. so so we we may that that would be that at release would definitely will not be on Linux. Um, we may play around with that to see if that would be an option and like specify Ubuntu or something. I think I think a good metric would basically just say okay, so Linux is one percent of the like PC Mac Linux pie, right? right? And so if if we were to increase our money by about 1%, mm-hmm. how much would that have to be before it's worth our time, right? right. <laughs> I mean, if we launch Crashlands and we only make $1,000, right. if we're like, is it worth 10 more to take a couple weeks and get it working on Linux? <laughs> yeah. And the answer will be no. Yeah. So it, it just really just comes down to yeah. how well it does up front, and then right. then we'll know kind of what to expect. Yeah. From so, the but but at launch, definitely not. Uh, and and if we do end up doing it, it'll be basically we'd, we'd probably only test it on Ubuntu, and then maybe this fancy Steam OS thing, since that's yeah, a Linux right. based platform. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do we'll, one last one for real this time. Okay. Uh, this is from Hermes, the god. The I believe he had the the wingfoots. He did have yeah. the wingfoots. He was the uh, that's a, it's a disease. Yeah. The wingfoots. The wing. He came down with the wingfoots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. So Hermes asks. I'm gonna read this verbatim. I do. Okay. <laughs> Hello, cool stem punk guy that fawned out about you guys at Indie Pop Con, and I rarely like your games so far. Rely. I rely like your games so far. So my question for you is, what was each of your guys' favorite part of the con? And do you think going was a success for you guys? I'm gonna, I tried, I'm gonna to, go get, I tried to get my say, inflections to kind of match the punctuation. Right, and everything, yeah. I'm going to go so. on a limb and say that was typed on a phone. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to put yeah. I'm gonna put money on that. And just for, so everybody out there knows, this is what you all sound like when you type to people on phones. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And here, here we're now saving it for the future. Anytime yeah. you type one to us, I think uh, my favorite part of the con was besides actually meeting people, you know, meeting fans of our games, which there were actually we had like four people come up over the weekend. and They'd be like, "Oh, I, p- I play Flop Rock," yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, one kid was he was a quadrupus player. And yeah. he, was he was so pumped. He was like, ah! um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like weird and awesome to see because we usually don't get to see that. But I think meeting the guys from Trinket Studios. Who are making a cooking game called Battleship Brigade was probably the best thing. Yes, yeah. and they um, absolutely crushed us in the skateboard competition. They did. <laughs> they won a huge longboard, whereas yeah. we got a shortboard. Yeah, we got to practice our skateboarding for next time. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it was the competition. I think was weird. It was weird uh, because so here's here's how it went. It was called the 
what was it called? Indie Reboot Game Awards. In, the Indie Reboot Game Awards. Yeah. So, so they selected something like ten judges, something mm-hmm. like that. Some of which were people who were you know involved in like they're YouTubers, they're involved in gaming, or some, podcasters. Some of which I I don't know, I don't know who they were. One group of whom was definitely super racist and super sexist. Yeah. Yep. There was that, that and then that oh, I think was, they might have gotten kicked out of. Judging. I think they did. They got kicked out of judging among and then, the creepiest interactions I've had. <laughs> there were a couple other judges uh, who just didn't get around to judging all the games. Yes. Our our game missed a couple of judges. They just yes. didn't didn't play it. Um, and then the there were no categories. So like so the the games that ended up in the in the finals, there mm-hmm. were three games that ended up in the finals. It was Crashlands, which is a top-down crafting driven sort of Skyrim like experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then with cartoony graphics, right? With cartoony graphics. Yeah. Cartoon violence, right? Crazy humor. Then we have this very sort of deep uh, like ambient puzzle game three, yeah. called Relativity. Yep. Yep. Uh, a 3D puzzle game, which is it was like a mind-bending, insane, yet amazing yeah. thing, but absolutely nothing like Crashlands. Right. Like, you, like <laughs> yeah. not even like, not even remotely yeah. similar in every way. A thing could not be like Crashlands. Yeah. That's how. Right. It and then there was a third game, which was by Trinket, which was the Battle Chef Brigade, mm-hmm. which is a side-scrolling action platformer slash puzzle game involving cooking. Yeah. yeah, which is with, drawn in, in, in like an anime, anime style. With like, yeah, yeah, like hand drawn. It's amazing artwork. Yeah. Um, so if you were to take three games and like get three games that were about as different from one another as possible, this would be like a that really good trifecta. Yeah. And then the then the competition was which game is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you take three things that literally have no points of comparison and then pick a yeah. a winner? Uh, but we were super pumped that uh, Trinket. So Trinket won the grand prize. Mm-hmm. So the longboard, yeah, mm-hmm. the longboard, longboard games. plus plus ten thousand dollars, yeah, which yeah. was oh, yeah. which was which, <laughs> which was is awesome. Nothing, I forgot right. about that. Which is awesome because like because <laughs> there's still there's still a ways out from launch, yeah. and so I think that was really awesome. helpful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise the con was cool. That was also our first time demoing a game. Yeah, and we learned a lot, including make sure that you plan on having people play it. Yes, <laughs> we didn't plan on that. Yeah, and then we then we were like had to program the game. We were like, "This is dumb." As we were sitting there, and that was incredible. Yeah. So the next time we could, we go to a convention, we will make sure we do that. And it's weird too because for games that are more long form and like uh, have a, a slower learning curve and slower pace and stuff, uh, it's weird to have people like filter through single file and sit and down and, play and be like, "Oh, I'll sit down and play this for two yeah. minutes." Yeah. So our our players ended up playing on average for like twenty minutes mm-hmm. each, um, which is good. Yeah. But yeah, so we learned a lot. Uh, we'll definitely go next year. Heck yes. Well, we got a free booth next we got year. A, yeah, because Part we were of our prize pack. Yeah, yeah, because we were the in the finals, we get a double size booth. Yeah. Or at least a bigger one. What are we I gonna do know. with all that space? Um, I think a bunch of more cardboard furniture. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we brought we brought cardboard furniture and it was sweet as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll, we'll maybe get a cardboard couch, cardboard rocking oh, yeah. horse, cardboard. Wait, is, do they have a cardboard rocking horse? They have a rocking chair. Not a cardboard horse. hammock. I'm sure we could ask him to build a rocket horse. How about a rocket horse? Ooh. Cardboard rocket and it horse. Might explode. Yeah, actually. Uh, okay, so that is. Uh, I think that's that <laughs> answers a, the question. <laughs> yeah. What a, although I want to know that. Would a rocket horse have rockets on both sides that would fire alternatingly so that it would just like go faster and faster in a rocking motion? Yeah. Oh. 
frontward backward facing. Yeah. So it'd just be like it would just go faster and faster <laughs> and faster and faster. Yep. Yes. Okay. Until your parts come off. And then it would yeah. just have it would have one on the side that would fire randomly. Just like right directly on the side? Yeah. So it like scoots you. It's like those Your head's just whip, whipping back and forth and, and then just sideways. Scooting. It probably should have rubber on the bottom too just so it makes a screeching noise as it slides across the floor. Yeah. Somebody make this. Actually, it just needs to have rockets like just all over it and all of them fire completely randomly. There you go. That's what it is. And rocket then, horse. It's an yeah. omnidirectional And then it will be like the normal horse. you know, buck and bronco things, right? That, that you try to stand for seven seconds. Well, plus part of the fun too is you have to make sure not to get burned. Right. Don't, yeah. Don't let your legs come don't up beneath <laughs> the jets. Stay away from the nozzles. <laughs> yeah. it, it reminds me of all those uh, when we were growing up. We go to go, go down to Missouri mm-hmm. to get some fireworks because they're illegal in Iowa. And then we bring them back. Then we bring them back to Iowa and shoot them off. And we get those ones that like they have like the tanks and stuff that would drive. Right? Oh yeah. So they have like a little rocket in the yeah, back, yeah. and they go, and they had all these kinds of. I remember, they had like every kind of conceivable configuration of a few rockets they could mm-hmm. come up with. So we just need to scale that up. A to put, put a human on it. What's what are those rocket engines? The Estes rocket engines. Yeah, we get like the G's or the F's or whatever the this big ones. Yeah, just just line them up. Put some random timers. Maybe use an Arduino. You know, yeah. to trigger that shit randomly. Boom! That's a fun toy for for children of all ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you for listening to Coffee with Butterscotch. This was episode nineteen. Important to note: it's prime number. Prime yeah. number podcast. Yeah. Woo! Don't forget, you can find us on podcast.bscotch.net. We're now on Stitcher. What is yeah. that? Whatever apparently, that apparently, Stitcher is one of the big things that people use to listen to podcasts. People do stuff with it, I guess. Um, so you should leave a, you should definitely leave a review on Stitcher. And can you leave reviews on SoundCloud? You can comment. You can leave stuff. comments. Comment. We haven't been getting a lot of comments. We need to get more comments. Yeah, that would be cool. And on we're also on iTunes, which apparently is the main place people find podcasts. Yeah. Although, yeah. I'm not sure anybody's finding ours through iTunes. But if you I do, uh, if that's where you listen to us, you should also leave a comment there and give us a rating. I guess so it's that, important you know, that people don't find things through iTunes. Just in they general. do when it's already been found a million times. Exactly. Yeah. So help us get found a million times. Once we hit that million, we're good to go. Yeah. So <laughs> We'll take it from there. Yeah, And uh, like we mentioned earlier, if you want to ask questions for next week's podcast, uh, just hit up podcast.bscotch.net. And also vote for your favorite questions, and Don't we will answer stuff. them. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Peace.